On today's episode of Locked On Oilers, we have our answer as to who will play with Leon Dreisaitl and who exactly is Clem Costin. We will talk about that and much more on today's episode of Locked On Oilers. Your Locked On Oilers, your daily podcast on the Edmonton Oilers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Oilers podcast. I am your host and former Oilers game day producer, Brett Holden. As mentioned on today's episode, we have our answer as to who will be playing alongside Leon Dreisaitl and Zach Hyman on that second line for the Edmonton Oilers. So we will talk about that in just a minute, but also on today's episode Who exactly is Clem Costin? Seemingly a guy that most Edmonton Oilers fans don't know too much about. I've been scouting Clem Costin since his draft year in 2017. So one of my favorite prospects actually out of that uh, draft. So a lot to tell you about him. Very excited about him being with the Oilers. And to wrap up today's episode, speaking of scouting, we are going to go down to the prospect report with the Edmonton Oilers prospects in the end. NCAA. All that and much more on today's episode of Locked On Oilers. Thank you so much for making Locked On Oilers your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you find your podcast. Now, if this is your first listen of the day, you may be in somewhere like Hawaii where you're just waking up or Australia where you also may just be waking up. But either way, I hope you're having a wonderful day. Let's start off with the Edmonton Oilers second line as we have our answer as to who will play alongside Leon Dreisaitl and Zach Hyman. Heading into the Los Angeles Kings game is yesterday on Monday, a little bit of a rest day, no skate for the Oilers really on Monday, but there was one on Tuesday for the Oilers, and we have some new lines. First line stays the same with Nuge McDavid and Pulley Arvey. And then our answer as to who is in the top six. Warren Fogle alongside Leon Dreisaitl and Zach Hyman on the second line. Playing with the hot hand. Playing with the hot hand. Staying with the hot hand more like for the Edmonton Oilers on that second line might as well might as well now this means that Holloway is down into the bottom six the third line consists of Matthias Janmark Ryan McLeod and Clem Costin that means Dylan Holloway will be playing on the fourth line alongside Devin Shore and Derek Ryan Heading into the game against the Los Angeles Kings. So that answers our question from yesterday as to who will play on the second line. It also gives us a clearer window window and and a look more into the mindset almost of, of Jay Woodcroft on Dylan Holloway. That means that, you know what, kid, you're not going to be playing a lot of minutes. You haven't really done anything to make us want to play you more. And now this is what's happening. Fourth line with Devin Shore and Derek.
That's not good. And I've seen a lot of people talking about how... Uh, I saw somebody talk about the Edmonton Oilers' development not being great. Uh, I just want to point out uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, uh, Connor McDavid, Yesapoli Leon Dreisaitl, uh, Ryan McLeod, uh, Darnell Nurse, and Evan Bouchard. Also, Marcus Niemelainen and Stuart Skinner uh, were all drafted by the Edmonton Oilers and are all... Uh, on the Edmonton roster right now, so I'm not going to agree with that. I think that's a lot more to do with a recency bias, and uh, uh, we're also seeing a lot of the defensemen, like Michael Kesselring, for example, a guy who uh, is leading the Bakersfield Condors in points, a, a guy that the Edmonton Oilers selected late in the 2016 draft, if I'm not mistaken. Look at Phil Kemp. Look at Vincent DeHarnay. Ah. Uh, I don't think this has any, the look at Philip, well, maybe not so much Philip Broberg right now, but did have a, a slice on his hand that required stitches that did set him back already this year. I assume we'll probably see him in December or late this month, depending on how the Edmonton Oilers defense goes. But I don't think with Dylan Holloway, this is a development on his part. As I said, as uh, as I referred to, I should say, Brendan Escott mentioned on uh, Oilers Now to, I believe it was John Shannon. I think I'm wrong in saying that. I might be right in John Shannon. Um, but what people seem to forget is development isn't linear. It's not always that 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 straight shoot up on that fantastic graphic you. It's, it's normally rather difficult. Up and down and up and down and up and down. We're kind of seeing that right now with Dylan Holloway. Penticton, best player in, in the tournament. The exhibition games was playing with Dreisaitl and Hyman, was playing with McDavid at one point, and played very well. Was the Edmonton Oilers' best player in the preseason, too. And then he gave the puck away in the first game, and nothing has been the same. I think he's in his own head, and I think, and I don't want to blame Jay Woodcroft at all, but he's not allowing Dylan Holloway to play out of his funk. Six minutes here, six minutes there, five minutes in one game. That's not enough. That's not enough for a player who needs to play his way out of his funk. He knows he's good. The Edmonton Oilers know he's good. And everybody else who has seen Dylan Holloway play at any point in his career knows he's good. There's something going on that needs to change for Dylan Holloway somewhere for him to keep going. Or else we're only a couple of games away, if not a week away, from seeing probably Dylan Holloway get sent down and seeing an AHLer come up because there's no reason why a guy like Luke Esposito, James Hamblin, Tyler Benson's getting healthy as well, can't do the job that Dylan Holloway is already doing on the fourth line. 
not too pumped uh, to see that. But again, the Edmonton Oilers change their lines a lot, especially on that top six with uh, Dreisaitl. So if there is a hot hand, I'm sure there will be somebody playing alongside Leon Dreisaitl. What if it's Glenn Costin? You don't know. Um, also, just to round out the rest of the lineup, because I feel that's only fair, Darnell Nurse with Cody Cece, Brett Kulak with Evan Bouchard, Marcus Niemelainen alongside Tyson Berry and Ryan Murray, the seventh defenseman. Stuart Skinner in the starter's net and Jack Campbell backing up. It seems like, as of right now, I like that. 40 saves for him. Let's head into uh, Klim Costin, as uh, I really think this guy had a really good game against the Florida Panthers. But it's going to be important to see if he can keep going. But who is this guy? Who did the Edmonton Oilers trade for? Who is this guy that the Edmonton Oilers gave up a pretty prominent prospect? We'll talk about them in just a second. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and, and even esports. We've got it all at Bet Online. Plus, hello, Canadians. The CFL, the Grey Cup, is, is it this weekend? It, it's weird. Right there at Grey Cup Weekend. What are we doing here? Uh, and plus, if you love sports podcasts, which if you're listening to this pro- podcast, you probably do, you can find those at Bet Online as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. All righty. Thank you so much for making Locked On Oilers your first listen today. Now for your second listen, make sure you tune in to Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you find your podcast. Alrighty, let's get to learn about Klim Costin a little more. I would be shocked if most people or anybody, well, not anybody, I'm that's a little too far. Uh, if most people could tell me when Klim Costin was drafted. In fact, the Kyler Yamamoto draft only going. Eight spots? Yes, he went 22nd. No, seven spots. See, I'm not good at math. Seven spots behind. Nine spots behind. Nine spots because Kyler Yamamoto was 22nd and Klim Costin went 31st in that draft. He went uh, to the first in the first round, obviously, to the St. Louis Blues. And Klim Costin was a mean player. I liked Klim Costin a lot because... He is a tough guy. Six foot four, 212 pounds as elite prospects, excuse me, has him listed. He was drafted out of Russia. Dinamo Moskova in the KHL, he was drafted out of, and I mentioned he has a bite to his game. The draft year in 2017, he had 27 penalty minutes in eight games. 
No points, no goals, no assists. 27 penalty minutes in the KHL. That is the league that has adults in it. Not the MHL, not the VHL, the KHL. He was out there in his draft year against men and bullying them. That was the first thing that really caught my eye with Clem Coston. And really, I enjoyed watching Clem Coston. Not to mention that also in his first, or excuse me, his second year in the AHL, after getting drafted, when he got drafted, he didn't go back to Russia. He came straight to North America and started playing in the AHL. Got 67 games, very solid first year in uh, the uh, AHL with the San Antonio Rampage. Remember the Rampage? I remember uh, going to San Antonio Rampage games against the Edmonton Roadrunners. Shout out the Roadrunners. But uh, he was playing for the San Antonio Rampage in his second year in the AHL. And he accumulated 102 penalty minutes. 66 games. I'm mentioning this because he brings something that the Edmonton Oilers don't have. Especially since losing Zach Cassian. He is a scary player to play against. And he can skate. He is a powerful skater. We saw that on the two-on-one and the multiple opportunities that he and his line generated against a very good Florida Panthers team. Very big Florida Panthers. And a tough Florida Panthers team to play against. And to be honest with you, his line generated the most amount of opportunities was out there for Tyson Berry's first goal of the year. Clem Costin had a very solid uh, partial break. I think Clem Costin might be here to stay for a little. Yes, this is after a game, a single game. Like Colin Chalk said when he was coaching Clem uh, Costin down in Bakersfield. There's something there. And like he, Clem Costin, I don't want to say it has maturity issues or anything like that. I don't want to infer that or imply that either. But Colin Chalk mentioned that he had some very good conversations with Clem with Costin uh, during his time down in uh, Bakersfield. He really got the sense that there may be something there for the Edmonton Oilers and there for Clem Costin. And I think we're starting to see it. Again, a good skater skating alongside one of the best skaters on the team in Ryan McLeod in the league, I would even. And he's keeping up. Not only that, I would say the first goal of the game is almost on Clem Costin. A, for his effort in and below the goal line and below the faceoff dots against the, the uh, Florida Panthers. It made it very difficult on the defenseman to pick him up. Then on top of it, he just coasted right in front of the net, in front of a very good Spencer Knight, who is, again, one of the best goaltending prospects I have seen in the last ever, uh, and made 
uh, I almost called it Duncan Keith. Uh, Tyson Berry's shot looked elite. I mean, it, it's a pretty good shot. But just right through him, great screen. Spencer Knight had no chance because he had no idea where it was. He didn't see it come off the stick. And that is because of Clem Costin's six foot four, two 212 butt. There's something there for Clem Costin. And the best part is, is that he's young. He's cheap, too. He's doing a job that Zach Cassian was doing for league minimum. Haven't seen him go crazy yet. We haven't seen him drop the gloves yet. But there's, there's a clip online of him and uh, going after Noah Juleson after Juleson threw, it, threw a nasty hit on Seth Griffith down in Bakersfield. Wait until somebody tries to throw a nasty hit on Leon Dreisaitl or Connor McDavid. And Clem Costin's on the ice. I don't think that's going to go very well for the person who thought throwing a hit on Connor McDavid was going to be a good idea. Over the last couple of seasons, uh, especially last year, in uh, they moved to Springfield. They, they moved the affiliate team to Springfield from the St. Louis Blues. And in 18 playoff games, Costin had four goals, four assists, eight points, 32 penalty minutes. In 2020-2021, he returned to Russia during the uh, COVID stoppage and played for Omsk in the KHL, where he collected 18 points in 43 games and 50 penalty Oh, and did I mention in the playoffs in 24 games, he had 44 penalty minutes, also accumulating nine points with five goals? This guy can do it all. He has a scoring touch. He has hands around the net. He can skate. He's big. He's mean. I think we're really going to see something. Hopefully, again, and the thing is, is hopefully Jay Woodcroft gives him a chance. Because now I'm sitting here watching Dylan Holloway get thrown back on the fourth line again, not really getting shown, uh, getting an opportunity to show himself and play himself out of a slump. I'm going, how much time will a guy like M. Cotson get? I don't know. What do you think? Are you excited about Clem Costin? What did you see in his game against the uh, Florida Panthers? Only played about 8 minutes and 44 seconds, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, uh, against the, the, the Florida Panthers. But I saw a lot of very positive things when it came to Clem uh, Costin. Twitter. So it seems like normally Twitter's uh, the place to see where uh, the general public <laughs> sits, as I'm sure you know. Uh, but let me know what you think. That's all I'm, I care about. Uh, let's move into the Edmonton Oilers prospect report all the way in the NCAA, those college prospects. We will talk about that in just a second. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. Did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award winning security system. 
so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify if the threat is real so you can get priority police response. 24-7 professional monitoring service costs less than $1 a day, less than half the price of ADT's traditional professionally installed system. Don't miss your chance to save on the only security system that I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That is simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. I reach over for my notes for the final period of today's episode, and we are going to the NCAA. The Edmonton Oilers prospects have, well, the Edmonton Oilers have four prospects in college right now. Luca Munzenberger, my favorite Edmonton Oilers prospect. Joel Mata, who is playing alongside uh, Luca Munzenberger at the University of Vermont. Skylar Brindamore, son of NHL legend and current head coach of the Carolina Hurricanes, Rod Brindamore, and Thomas Mazura, who was drafted a couple years ago, if I'm not mistaken. This may uh, trigger a couple of Edmonton Oilers fans, but... Uh, drafted in the same draft as uh, uh, Matei Blumel, who just scored his first NHL goal for the Dallas Stars this week. So, yeah, the Edmonton Oilers drafted him, so that's good. Uh, but let's start off with Luka Munsenberger, as mentioned, my favorite prospect in the Edmonton Oilers organization. Love the way this kid skates. Love the way he plays the game. And like Tyler, I believe it was Tyler Wright or... Uh, uh, Jay Woodcroft's brother, who coaches the University of Vermont, said about Luca Munzenberger, he's a win-at-all-costs type player. And that is what I like about uh, Luca Munzenberger. He was the captain of the German club at uh, the World Juniors in uh, during the winter, so the start, the first edition of this year's um, uh, World Juniors, and... He really did ball out. Scored a couple goals for Germany. Had uh, some big hits. A lot of good moments for Munzenberger at that time. But Luca Munzenberger so far this year at the University of Vermont currently sits third on his team when it comes to points. Seven games played when everybody else has played 11. He's missed a couple games. So it's pretty interesting considering that he's already surpassed his season total in points and assists from last year with four. He had three last year. He is in seven games. He has four assists, four points, four penalty minutes, which is very solid considering uh, a relatively undisciplined player when he was a little younger, but now he is uh, um, roping it in let's just say uh he is behind as well something interesting behind the two leaders on his university of vermont team jacques Bocot, 
I'm probably saying that wrong. Tied for first with Edmonton area player. Uh, he is a SSAC alum and Sherwood Park Crusader alumni as well. Will Zappernick, uh, the leading scorer for the University of Vermont this year. Pretty impressive. That is pretty impressive. Good to know. Uh, Will Zappernick, uh, Zap as. Uh, People in the AJHL or the people who played with him called him. Uh, very good hockey player. Uh, very good local guy as well. So uh, good for him. He, very good to see the local talents. Really taking over down south in the NCAA. Now his teammate Joel Manta having a little bit of an interesting season as well. 11 games played this year. Two goals, one assist. Three points. He is scoreless in his last four games. But the thing about Joel Mata is that he's not a goal scorer. And like he said, he doesn't really care about the, the point totals. He just wants to do the things, the little things. And he really takes pride in doing the little things uh, to help his team win. And that's what he does. Uh, the University of Vermont is 4-6-1 this year. Could be better, obviously, uh, but they are on a two-game winning streak, so that's good. Uh, their next game coming on Friday, uh, November 18th, against Providence. That's going to be a really good game. A couple uh, good good programs going up against each other and a couple of really good players going up against each other as well. Let's move on to Skylar Brindamore, who's playing at a pretty prestigious school in Quinnipiac. I can never say their name. I've had friends go there and I still can't say the name. It's I, I'm going to go with Quinnipiac final answer. Thank you, Alex. Um, but anyway, Skylar Brindamore having a pretty decent season as well in 10 games so far this year. Two goals, five assists, no penalty minutes. A very disciplined game from Brindamore. He is on a two-game point streak as well. For points against Brown and Yale. I believe Yale's a pretty decent program as well, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, his team, the Quinnipiac, I want to say Wildcats, but I think I'm wrong. 7-1-2 uh, and two so far this year, and on a five-game win streak. They're on an absolute heater. Their next game is against Princeton, also on Friday at Princeton. You can watch that game on ESPN Plus as well. So uh, if you got ESPN Plus, I don't know if Canadians can get I imagine so. There, You got to be able to. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you can watch that if, if you want on ESPN Plus. Maybe you get a Vipin or whatever they're called, VPN. I don't know. Uh, let's head on to the final Edmonton Oilers prospect playing in the NCAA. Now, this guy used to actually play for Providence, who's playing uh, the University of Vermont, uh, Luca Munzenberger and Joel Mata, but he's not there anymore. He's at the University of St. Lawrence, and St. Lawrence, the St. Lawrence Saints, I should say, uh, for nine game in nine games, excuse me, for Missouri. One goal, two assists, three points. Now, this is a guy who in his final year in high school, in 35 games, 13 goals. Hold on. Yeah, I, I hope you're sitting down because this is going to be insane. 35 games, 13 goals, 60 assists for 73 points. 73 points in 35 games. 
You now know why the Edmonton Oilers wanted the Czech uh, uh, national player here. Uh, he's, his last goal came on uh, Remembrance Day on November 11th against Cornell, a good uh, good club there. Their next game, uh, the St. Lawrence Saints, their next game is against Niagara University on Saturday. So most of the, every other game is on Friday. His game is on Saturday, and his St. Lawrence Saints are 5-6-0 and on the season. Alrighty, let's wrap it up there as uh, the Edmonton Oilers go up against the Los Angeles Kings tomorrow. We shall have a fun little episode. Maybe, just maybe, we might have a crossover alert. I don't know, just... Just uh, watch out for that. But yes, the Los Angeles Kings in town tomorrow against the Edmonton Oilers. We will have all the possible coverage you could ever need heading into that game. But until then, I hope you have a wonderful day. Stay safe. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. And play La Bomba, baby.